Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are now tuned in to the Jags Den Podcast, the official podcast of the Jaguars Wire, brought to you by USA Today Sports Media Group, and also the number one Jaguars podcast on the airwaves. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Jags Den Podcast, the go-to Jaguars podcast out there. And uh, we, of course, we are the official podcast for the Jaguars Wire. I am your host, as always, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And I am joined by my partners in crime here today, James Johnson and Jacob DeLawrence. Gentlemen, how's it going? Good, Pretty man. good over here. Can't complain, man. Glad to be back and uh, talk some football as usual. Yeah, man, we're excited to get back to it. Oh, my bad, Jacob. We're gonna. <laughs> oh, oh, see, look at us. We're already in mid podcast form already. <laughs> Let's say just uh, another day in par- paradise here. Absolutely, as well as always. Make sure you follow all of our social media sites. Um, of course, Jaguars Wire, Jags Den Podcast. So please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and tune in. As well as USA Today adding us to their Audio Boom Network. You can check us out there as well. So we are excited to get into it here this week, you guys. We have plenty of stuff to talk to you about. A lot of Jaguars news, surprisingly, even though we are fresh off the NBA draft, the MLB baseball seasons, you know, right in the thick of things. And um, but but still, plenty of NFL news to get into. So we're just gonna jump right into it, guys. And one of the uh, one of the great positives that come off, come after you know this team being down for so long and having the magical run that they did last year is um, a lot of a lot of new interest here within the city, which is just great as they've now added over ten thousand new season ticket members for the twenty eighteen season. That's the most of any NFL team thus far. So um, Tad Dickman was tweeting out about. Um, about that here earlier and also nearly 90 percent of 2017's uh season ticket members have renewed for next season also no more tarps guys so you can put that joke to rest so the rest of the nfl has nothing else to go to so gentlemen what do you guys think about those numbers uh i just off you know off the cusp i think that's pretty awesome yeah man it's a pleasant surprise to say the least that they're leading the the league in terms of like additional season ticket members um not not to take anything away from what they did last year but you know that's what happened when you know you you actually start to win games and you your team has been in a drought for so long and and it's been years and years of uh you know we've said it on this podcast we'll get them next year you know maybe next year will be the year and finally the year has come and the results are there and fans are excited to see the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know, people who sat and watched from home, you know, are excited to go and, and, and are finding ways to get get off of their jobs and whatnot, <laughs> albeit, uh, you know, they, they might not have done it the right way. But, you know, 
they they will be there in the seats um and i can't wait to see like how the stadium looks you know on tv and not just on tv just in person uh with all those seats packed and um everybody rooting for our beloved jaguars oh yeah definitely and um I'm just looking at this and I'm looking like, okay, nearly 90%. So let's say that's about what, 88, 87, 89. So the other 10 to 12%, what, 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 what were you thinking? <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> what, what, what happened? <laughs> like, did you take yourself off the renewal list before last season? And now you're like, oh man, they, they <laughs> said maybe set your reminder. Or, yeah. They're like, oh, maybe next year. And they're like, oh. Next year happened. Wow. What what am I going to do now? But honestly, that's I'm happy for it. It's no more tarps because I went last year to the Bengals game where Jalen Ramsey got A.J. Green about the paint. And that wasn't tarped, and it was relatively packed. It looks nice when that stadium is actually packed. Like if you watch the Florida-Georgia game, you see it packed, no tarps. It's a beautiful stadium, fully packed. And 10,000 new season ticket members. So... That's a good chunk of people who are like, all right, I guess these boys look like they're actually going to be good. Let me uh pony up this money I've been sitting on. Right. <laughs> Just look at how great the atmosphere was for the playoff game. I mean, if the team is continues to be successful, it's it's not out of the question that the team can replicate that the stadium can replicate that environment for every home game. Oh, no doubt. Right, right. And, you know, there were some people that said, you know, that. They felt that the Jaguars have had tapped out of the Jacksonville market, and that was why they was reaching out to the UK fan base and um, you know, trying to get people in Orlando more involved. You know, and some people had uh, discussions, just fans, not necessarily you know people that was in the organization of having games perhaps in like Orlando, you know, to try and help you know build up the fan base again. But uh, needless to say. Looking at these stats, you know, they didn't need to do that. And and it's good to see that, you know, that those fans that love the Jaguars were there the whole time. Uh, you know, they were just kind of on the fence, if you will, about, you know, how they were going about things and, and, and you know, their their struggles, if you will, on the field. But um, now that they're winning and, you know, they, they've shown that they are a viable threat in the NFL, you know, it looks like the the people are getting out of their their homes and and coming to Everbank Field. And again, I can't wait, man. I want to really see this in person, man. Definitely. Uh, real quick, who in their right mind thought, "Hey, let's play a couple home games in Orlando"? That's a good question, man. Like, every, I don't the know. discussion was like to go to the um, what is it, the Citrus Bowl or? Is, Camping I think World that, Stadium. Yeah, Camping World Stadium now, you know, to, to kind of get that fan base in Central Florida in tune with the Jags. But, I mean, that that was just fan discussions again. Like, it wasn't necessarily something the organization was looking into and whatnot. But, um, hey, I mean, if we need a new stadium, that, that might be an option. But otherwise, I don't understand the whole infatuation with playing a game or two in Orlando. Yeah, especially considering how Tampa's like a stone's throw from what is it, I four? Right. Yep. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half from and Orlando that stadium to Tampa. Needed major rent renovations, if I'm not mistaken, up until like two or four years ago. So like, I don't even think like that stadium was suitable to even host the NFL team, you know. But I mean, to each his own. Also, no one wants to root for the Buccaneers, so I mean, <laughs> that, their quarterback's out true. here. 
you know, you are, you ain't like him. it's the Dolphins. I mean, I'd rather be a Bucks fan than a Dolphins fan. I mean, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. Nobody shows up for anything in Miami. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Their yeah. state, I'll give them this like Hard Rock Stadium with the little, um, the overhang or whatever you want to call it looks better now. Like, it's a stadium that, like, that's what we need. Yeah, yes, because it's hot, man. And that, you know what? That that should be a topic for another, you know, uh, podcast. Like, what adjustments could the the Jags make to Everbank Field to, you know, make it make it a stadium that's more suitable for the Heat? But yeah, man, like Hard Rock Stadium. Even though I ain't seen it in person, man, it like it looks like a a, a brand new stadium somewhat when you when you look at the um their games and um all of the Miami Hurricane games, man. Oh yeah, I trade stadiums with the Dolphins. That's about it. <laughs> Maybe quarterbacks? Nah, nah. They could keep Tannehill. Is there a quarterback? Tannehill. <laughs> nah. <laughs> not the, not the one that had to out of retirement. Not that Is one. Is it though? I mean, I think if Jacksonville wanted to do one thing, I mean they they obviously own the city now, and I I think they're easily the most popular team in Florida right now. They already own you know the UK. And now we're coming for the rest of the league. So, you know, watch out. So, All right. <laughs> but um, obviously a lot of a lot of positive energy and uh, heading heading into the 2018 season. And and that age old adage is always true. Winning cares everything. So here they are and everyone's flocking back and very excited to to see uh that stadium completely packed out for every home game so um the next topic we want to get into is the nfl's top 100 list which we touched on a little bit uh earlier a couple weeks ago with leonard fournette and yannick Ngakwe. um now we have calais campbell and jalen ramsey coming in at numbers 14 and 17 respectively on the top 100 list so gentlemen do you guys think they should be ranked higher lower or do we think this is just about right I mean, let's look at this. Uh, you said Jalen came in at number 17. Kalez came in at 14. Looking who's above Jalen, you have Khalil Mack at 16, Gronk at 15, Kalez, as we just said, at 14, one of Jalen's sons at 13, and DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> you have Luke How is he 13? What kind I'm of gonna get to the, I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second. You have Luke <laughs> Keekly at a uh, twelve, which I'm really surprised he was that high considering he missed most of the season with concussion issues. And then Russell, I'm still running for my life. Wilson at eleven. Oh. <laughs> so the top ten looks like it'll probably have Brady, Breeze, the usual suspects. So I'd put Ramsey over DeAndre Hopkins. That's just me. I'd move Calais up to thirteen. Not move Calais to twelve. Drop Keekly down to fourteen. No, drop Keekly down to 16 where Khalil Mack is, put Khalil at 14, and switch Hopkins and Ramsey spots. But they shouldn't be lower than what they are now. Right. Uh, yeah, me personally, I mean, I, I'll move, just looking at this list, I would move Calais roughly to where, yeah, Keekly is. Maybe I, I, I would even put Calais at 11 where Russell Wilson is. And I would put, like, Jalen, like, right next to him at 12 so like 11 and 12 in no specific order is right about where i would put them um so that being said uh yeah yeah looking at it because the thing about russell wilson heading this list of of the numbers 11 to 20 
is the Jaguars gave Russell Wilson fits. Okay, so I mean, just if I base it off of that alone, and how Calais Campbell was wrecking havoc that game, and also Jalen Ramsey who got an interception that game. Not to mention AJ Boye got two, but those guys were a thorn in the foot of the Seattle Seahawks. So for that reason, I would probably place them over us. Um, and and like you said with Keekly, like he wasn't really healthy. So that being said, you know the, you look at the Jags defense. I think the only starter that missed games was Telvin Smith, who missed three or two due to a concussion. Aside from that, the whole team was intact. In terms of a defensive uh, standpoint, so I mean, and, and of course, like you said, they both belong over DeAndre Hopkins for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, what, what what were you about to say about the DeAndre Hopkins thing, uh, Jacob? I was just gonna say, how are you putting a man who has been owned since Ramsey's come in the league by one man? Like, there's memes upon memes, and also Hopkins did most of his work last year with no quarterback. Which is probably why he's at 13, because when Watson went down, he became the only person that could apparently catch a ball from anybody that stepped under center. But mm. just looking at this, I'm looking and I'm thinking, look at, because I looked at last year, you have Khalil Mack, who was 16 this year. He was top, he was number five last year. Right. So it's right. clearly your talent and it's production also. And I'm just looking like, meh, nah. All right. Right. But then again, Calais made a huge jump from 83 to 14. So, mm-hmm. And, yeah, you can argue that Gronk, in, in terms of a receiver standpoint, that Gronk even belongs over DeAndre Hopkins. Because, I mean, aside from the Jags, to me, nobody really stopped Gronk except for him getting suspended and injuries too. So, like, I mean, like, if you're talking about from a standpoint of – of a receiver that can be shut down by another cornerback or a defensive back. I think Gronk is better at not being neutralized over DeAndre Hopkins personally. Uh, but that's me personally again. But um, something interesting about this list, I know we're getting off a of topic here. Alvin Kamara at 20. And a lot of people will disagree that he shouldn't be there, but he absolutely should be there. Uh, and- yeah, I don't know. I mean, he had a huge huge he was a huge reason for their success last year yes yes and as you and jacob know firsthand i'm a big alvin kamara fan i mocked him to us like 300 times last year (laughs) okay so that being said and that's hard for me to say because i hate the tennessee volunteers but that being said man like when i watched that young man on film his change of direction um he, he could do it all man like if he had to he could run over people which, I mean, he doesn't do a lot of, but it, it is there if he needs to do it. And um, this is a guy that's just only going to get better, and he he is in his rightful place, though somebody uh, or, or a lot of people would disagree with that. I mean, I'd drop him no lower than 25, to be honest with you. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, if we're looking at if I'm – not, I'm not sure, like, how they, you know, how, how they justify where they put – it's player vote, basically. It's player vote. Yeah, so. what I'm saying is, well, I mean, because J.J. Watt's on this list, and he barely, I don't know if he he barely played, you know, so a lot of it is based off of, I think, obviously mutual respect. But if we're looking at the impact that this person had last year, then, yes, Alvin Kamara should be, like you said, I think, definitely agreed, no lower than 25. Right, right. So um, the sky's the limit for that young man, and I will stick to my guns that, the Jacksonville Jaguars should have drafted him or Kareem Hunt in the third round. 
Need our mind you Kamara went like one pick before us in the third round. So, you know, that's a guy that we had chances to get prior and could have traded up in the third round to get. But that's another story for another time. But, um, yeah, that just goes to show you that the whole, like, you know, Tom Coughlin did a great job turning his team around. But that whole old school logic of taking a running back early is just something that teams should do away with. I, I don't care who's your GM or who's your uh, executive vice president or what have you. Um, that's just something that, you know, you could wait on and, and you could get very good value out of it. Yeah, they tend not to necessarily pan out as a whole, and they tend not to be worth taking a top 10, top 5 pick. Right. Like, look at Zeke, great rookie year. You Well, ignore the suspension. Last year, he didn't look like the same person. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And, and you're then, running behind a top the best line in the league period right right and additionally with you know with Kamara is you look at him and Leonard Fournette's style you know you could you could think you can say that Kamara is built for the long call over Fournette and Fournette has already shown us I don't know how many games Kamara's missed but Fournette has already shown us that he's probably gonna go through an NFL career where he's not going to play all 16 games in in any of his tenure as a Jaguar so I mean, like, the running style makes me believe Kamara might be around uh, around longer. I mean, I hate to say that, you know, because I'm a big fan of Fortinet and all. But, and the same thing for for Kareem Hunt, man. But I guess time will tell and we can revisit that later down the road, I guess. Yeah. Here's my question. Looking at this, we're going into the top ten. Should be announced some point this week. I believe it's tomorrow. Is there going to be a cornerback rated higher than Jalen Ramsey? I don't think so. I mean, here's um, here's last year's top 10. So number 10 was Matt Ryan. He's already on the list. He was at like 30. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, who has not, been, has not shown up yet. Odell Beckham has already shown up. Ezekiel Elliott already showed up. Um, Aaron Rodgers has not yet. Of Khalil course. Mack was five. So he's yep. already shown up. Antonio Brown... Julio Jones, Von Miller, and Tom Brady. Right. So one, two, three, four, five. We know six of those four or six of those ten will be here in the top ten. Yeah, the the guy that could have threatened, and a lot of people might disagree with me here, and I don't think he's better than I'm not saying that he's better than Jalen Ramsey. The guy that could have threatened Jalen Ramsey to me would have been Casey Hayward, who um, phenomenal cornerback. Um, I think he gets overlooked because Joey Bosa is in front of him and Melvin Ingram. But still, nonetheless, he's a guy that um, solid in man-to-man coverage, solid in whatever coverage you put him at. Um, you know, and some of his numbers are better than Jalen if you look at PFF. I'm, I'm not talking about the main stats, but in some categories, he's better than Jalen. Um, as Casey Hayward put it, though, <laughs> Jalen's just bigger and faster and stronger than him, which you know, that that accounts for a lot in terms of a physical standpoint and how your peers look at you. So that being said, Casey Hayward was 59. And yeah, I don't think anybody else is touching him. Yeah, you can argue he could be higher. Yeah. I was looking for Xavier Rose. I was thinking Xavier Rose would be the only probable person. And he's like 55. So, right. So, yeah, Hayward and Rose, if they were all the way in the 50s, no way nobody's over Jalen and I if I do recall I think they did say in the broadcast in the top 100 broadcast that 
he was the top rated defensive back in the um whole thing, but I could be wrong. The highest rated DB last year was Eric Berry at 13. And then Patrick Peterson was 19. Richard Sherman was 21. And I don't think any of those three are in the top 10. <laughs> nope. They've all hit this. So, yeah, Safe there we go. To say, man. Even though we'll see how Richard bounce back. Like, I'm not 100% that he's washed yet. But we'll see, man. Boy, he should have came to Jacksonville, but I understood why he stayed in the division. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Jalen, if you haven't seen that little short story, that mini documentary that was um, put out by uh, by him and his camp, um, definitely check that out. It's it's pinned to his uh, his Twitter page, and it's it's definitely worth worth the uh, worth the watch. So, really get to see kind of where he comes from and just really how he's. He's still the same person he, he has always been. It's a really, really good watch. So if you guys haven't checked that out, you definitely should. Um, I think if he continues this upward trend and continues to get better, he can definitely crack the top 10 next year. And for Calais, man, just talk about striking a gold, you know, <laughs> with that with that pickup and all of him choosing us over Denver. And, man, you couldn't really ask for, for more out of him. So. Um, Check out the documentary yeah. on it too, man. It's a documentary on Calais Campbell's journey in free agency and how he chose the Jags over uh, over Denver, mm-hmm. like up to the decision too. Like they were mm-hmm. literally at his house while he's like weighing his options between the two, and like they put him on the spot. It was like, look, man, his agent. Um, I forget his agent's name, man. It's not Rosenhaus, but it's the it's another renowned agent. But he was like, look, man, you got a minute to make the decision. <laughs> Jad's calling. Denver's calling. It's on you. And then that's where the documentary kind of just begins, man. It's it's pretty awesome. Yep. So we will uh, we will see what the future holds for those two. But, hey, the future is very, very bright, especially for number 20. So um, next up here, we just want to kind of get into the <laughs> – so again, some a, a part of gaming that has not been very friendly to the Jaguars in the past, but this year is a little bit different. And the Madden ratings came out as far as the team ratings, and the Jaguars were ranked um, around the fourth best, well, tied um, with the Minnesota Vikings at an 82 rating. Um, just for reference, the Eagles came in at number one uh, at a 90. The and then the very next team is the Patriots at an 84, so a six point differential between um, the Patriots and the and the Eagles. The Falcons came in at an 83, which all right. Um, Pittsburgh is an 80. <laughs> Falcons, Pittsburgh, and the Saints all at an 83, and then the Vikings and the Jags both coming in at an 82, and then the Cowboys is an 81, which is also very interesting, um, in my opinion. But with the Jaguars coming in at an 82. What do you guys think? You think it's a, and also rumors of Jalen Ramsey being the top-rated cornerback in the game, um, and some leaked ratings at a 96. That is not official. That has not come out from from directly from EA, but that is uh, what came out via some Twitter leaks. So, what do you guys think about right for the Jags? Yeah, Jacob, you go first. I'm I'm dying to hear this, man. <laughs> <sighs> um, can you just give me a run through one more time of the top five? Uh, yeah, just the Ravens sure I got are a right. 79, by the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> the Eagles are a so, 90. So what's Lamar Jackson, about a 91? Right. Lamar Jackson is a 69 rating in the game. 
Oh, yeah. we'll get yeah. to that another day. Continue on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, EA is close enough for us to go there in Orlando personally and see about them on it. So, <laughs> yeah, just have Lamar Jackson throw footballs to the window. But anyway, right. uh, a Florida a native too, man. How could they do a Florida native like that, oh, I man? <laughs> I can't on. wait to see what they have in stats. Uh, like, it must be. It's got to be the accuracy that they have it as low. Yeah, you can't blame his for that. Speed is at eighty-eight. 87, something like that. I just need to know his speed and his elusiveness and all that. I just plan on Mike picking a bunch of people. But, again, top five. We got the Eagles at what? Eagles are a 90. Okay. Patriots, 84. Falcons, 83. Steelers, 83. Saints, 83. And then the Vikings and Jags at 82. Did you say Falcons were 28-3 or 83? 83. 83, okay. Okay. 28-3. You don't get it, Phil? (laughs) <laughs> I get it now. Okay. I, I, I okay. see. I see. 83 uh, Falcons. Um, so, yeah, that's tied for fourth. Um, do they have individual unit rate uh, ratings or is it just overall so far? It's overall. Just overall. Just overall? Okay. Uh, if I had to guess, like the offense like we were talking about, this is probably like a 79 or an 80, and the defense has to be at least a 90. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. That probably is how we balanced out to the uh, 82. Hmm. All right. So yeah, that's tied for. We would be technically what, like fifth, if you broke it down, because you have 90, 84, 83. Steelers are eighty three. What is Big Ben rated? Because I got a lot of questions here, man. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of questions. But actually, honestly, I, I saw a leak to that. While you while you talk, I'll I'll try and find his rating. But his I, uh, we know his whininess rating will be a ninety nine. So yeah <laughs> his complaint I, ratio or his complaint rating will be 99 yeah it's an improvement over last year i believe last year they came in the game rated 77 78 so it's a significant improvement it reflects the year i just hope they have the uh old school jerseys in the game because i'm not playing in those horrible new jerseys <laughs> they've grown on me have you seen them in person yet no they, the they actually look though. okay and, and yeah the teal one looks pretty good in person actually yeah. They're not bad. You know, I'd take your word for it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is Phil, you know, and Phil just has this yeah. terrible taste, you know. <laughs> I, well, that's I, true. I'm friends with you. <laughs> Ooh. Got Ooh. Anyway, what were we talking about? Madden? Uh, yeah, Madden. <laughs> just for reference, the Jets are the worst in, uh, in the game at 72. <laughs> yeah, just looked at the whole graphic that makes it hurt that they beat us <laughs> more well, yeah. yeah we lost to the we lost to the bottom two teams the cardinals and the Giants. <laughs> oh my god giants are 73 i mean it's madden it's like you can for basically for the most part you can really throw ratings out the window if you know how to play yeah they they also update it as the season goes on. Yeah, I was going to say they update weekly. I'm just looking at this and um 82. All right. Cowboys, I understand how they got that. So we are the O-line and Yeah, we're the third highest rated AFC team. Best in our division. Yeah, it's not bad. I could have gave the team about a 8384, maybe 85 if we didn't have 20 receivers and you know all that fun <laughs> stuff. They're going to be, be even better when I trade for Lamar Jackson. So. You're right. You could package up like four receivers, ship them off. <laughs> <laughs> ship them four off. receivers, six tight ends. And... What's real interesting? And a sixth-round pick. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Last offer. I'm throwing Rashad Green in there. Take it or leave it. All right. Oh, but what's really interesting is though, looking at our division, we're 82. The Titans are 81. Um, Texans that's, I mean, are. That's definitely a, this is a really big year for Mariota. Oh yeah, let's make a break for him and Jameis. Dude, Jameis is a whole another thing. <laughs> on the field, on the field, we're strictly <laughs> on the field here. Colts are seventy four. Huh. Oh, that's right. You don't have a quarterback that can throw a football. He can throw a tiny football. Right. Like I said, you don't have a quarterback. That can throw <laughs> I'd say a Nerf football, maybe. You know. Yeah, like a middle. I think he's throwing a middle school football right now. Lord Jesus. He had surgery like two years ago. Like we're 18, 19 months removed from surgery. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Jalen or the um, Derrick Rose of football. That's offensive to somebody. I just haven't figured out which one. (laughs) I just don't know. One of them should be offended. I don't know which one, though. (laughs) I mean, yeah. the ratings aren't that bad to me. Um, the only one, like, I do question um, the Steelers over the Jags a little bit because the Steelers just have this tendency, and I don't know how Madden really based these, but they have this tendency to lose to teams they have no business losing to. And I'm not even talking about the Jags. The Jags are a team that the Steelers, you can see why they could lose to the Jags. But then they just have these dud games. Like you're like, what the hell just happened? But um, yeah, the tendency you, just only worry about the Patriots. And yeah, you, they they just get beaten by teams they shouldn't get right, beat by. Right. So I mean, like personally, I would flip flop them and the Jags, and I maybe would put the Falcons in there in that 82 range where we are with the Vikings, um, because I, I mean, of, of course, I know them so well as a. A Falcons fan secondarily. Um, I, I guess the Falcons are above us. I mean, it, it's no guessing in it. It's because of offense. And, you know, um, Matt Ryan, of course, over Blake Bortles. Also, Devontae Freeman, um, very underrated running back. Uh, their offensive line is better than a lot of people give them credit for. So I, I can see why they are rated over the Jazz. But I think the Jaguars' defense is so much significantly better than the Falcons that the two should flip flop on this list, in my opinion. I mean, that that's just my personal opinion. And I mean, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let's finish out. Didn't mean cut y'all. And then looking at the Patriots, yeah, I could. Yeah, that would be perfect. The Jags eighty three, the Patriots eighty four. Even though you could argue the referees helped them out in the AFC Championship. Um, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> no, no, we ain't gonna do that. No, wait, he's not gonna do it. Okay, <laughs> no, we, it, it's time to let Miles Jack live his life, almost, y'all. Uh, <laughs> it's time to let him live his life. <clears throat> um, so yeah, and and I could see why the the um Eagles are at ninety. Uh, even though the gap, I think the gap maybe should be a little closer between. Yeah, them that's and a, the Jags. a six point gap is. That was yeah. surprising to me. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, you look at the Eagles' defense. Is it that much better than the Jaguars? The only thing you can argue that the Eagles do better than Jacksonville is defend a run. And that, I don't think that's enough to warrant a six-point difference. You know I what think, I'm saying? I mean, I mean, I think the Vikings, Jags, Rams, those three teams have better defenses than Philly. I mean, Philly just has a deeper defense that just creates chaos. Right. Like, that's they also their just added who they just had. Oh, um, yeah. Jeez, um, what's his name? Oh, man, it's escaping me. 
Um, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I mean, like yeah. Jim Schwartz, their defensive coordinator, is a very underrated coach. Uh, one one of my favorite coaches in the league. Uh, just a straight up no nonsense guy, and like it, it shows on the field with the defense. And uh, this is a guy with a, like a, a scout's background, man. I, I love what he does in, in Philly. So I can see everybody's infatuation, um, their fascination, should I say, with, with their defense. They got Michael Bennett. Okay. Yep, that's right. They picked up. So they Michael got a Bennett. Calais Campbell, basically, their version. Also, Calais Campbell is way better, but that's another story for another time. But, yeah, that's <laughs> not, I don't I don't know that they are six points better than the Jaguars. If we're talking about defensive difference, maybe they, they considered the quarterback thing had a lot to do with it. Of course, that did. And and the Eagles do have a very good offensive line, probably the third best or second best in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, Eagles have two quarterbacks. We have one. Yeah. You happy? I, I about said that. one. Yeah. Didn't say none. I said one. You <laughs> happy? Three, See? Let the record state, I did not throw a shot at Blake Three Bortles fourths, right there. Blake Bortles, one-fourth Cody Kessler. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Which brings us to a point we'll get to later. But looking at this, I mean, you mentioned the Steelers, how they have a tendency to drop games. Yeah, but I see how they got 83. You have a top three receiver in Antonio Brown, a top 15 quarterback, give or take, in bathroom Ben, and a top five running back in Le'Veon Bell. I get it. You got web pieces around them. I get it. Their defense probably took a nosedive a little bit this year, rating-wise. My one biggest question from a gaming standpoint is, how do you give the Rams an 80 only? Yeah. Like, how are they there. not at least about an 82? Their offense is significantly better than ours, better than Minnesota, basically. And Aqib Tlaib. Yeah. I think Your defense got better. <laughs> I think the thing that that Rocker, sticks out right? in the minds of because I was on Rams Talk podcast too, and I listened to their podcast. One, one of the things that people critique the Rams for weren't they? They were one and done in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah Matt Ryan were, got uh, him. Uh, the, yeah, and yeah. like some of that game, I forgot what the score was, but like it was it was portions of the game where they looked like they just didn't. It belong. was a bad game to watch was, too. Like it wasn't right. a ugly. fun game, right? So like uh, the the people's question with the Rams. I don't know if this is madness question, but are they ready for the spotlight? Can they handle the spotlight? They the, better the, be there in LA. The, I mean, like you look at the teams rated above them. The Jags show they can handle the spotlight. The Vikings show they can handle the spot. Not necessarily the Cowboys. I don't know how the hell they got rated over the Rams. Um, but even the Titans, in the Titans case, in the in the playoffs, as as much as that pains me to they say, one one. Yeah, like you know, like. The only question marks over the Rams. Oh, Kansas City. That's right, Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. The only question marks over the Rams is like the the Raiders, I would say, and the um the Cowboys. But aside from that, it's it's roughly right with the eighty. They should have been maybe like eighty one ish if we're going by this at least. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like we said earlier, in about three weeks into the season, they'll update everybody. So yeah, but as a whole, they got it right minus. Not to backtrack, but can we just acknowledge that actually we know we know that Blake Bortles is the number one player from last year. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. what, if, what if the uh, what if the NFL players just wanted to like troll everybody and they put Blake Bortles at number one? <laughs> I, I, 
would be here for it, dude. I would be, man. As much as we, we, you know, Blake Bortles facts would have a field day. Yes, that's why I would be for it, dude. I would, I would. That is the only good thing to come from that. <laughs> I would sign up for notifications from Blake Bortles facts in terms of their Twitter account if that happened, bro. Like, because all of the facts that he he point out would be priceless, man. Priceless. I wonder what his rating is going to be. Yeah. Ooh, hey, dude, it's fun to look at Blake Bortles. Like, when he's flourishing, I don't know if y'all, like, really paid attention to him in the playoffs and whatnot, but when he was the talk of the NFL, like, it's fun to see people weeks. people react to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, especially the people that don't think the Jaguars belong where they were last year. And it's just, it's fun to watch all the hating comments and the, the Twitter accounts and, and whatnot, man, because... You know, Blake Bortles is a guy that people will always view, even he's us. A target. Yeah, he's a target. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Blake Bortles, um, uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, stoppage um, rating should be pretty, pretty, <laughs> stop, pretty low. You left it, you know, leave your keys in the car. Yeah, but the speed rating should be a little quick, uh, a little bit faster this year. Should be up there now, you know. You know, the awareness is uh, gonna be low. <laughs> Somebody's theft, uh, somebody's theft rating that should be low is Jameis Winston after the Publix incident. But that's another story for another time. Because the Publix put that defense on you, boy. <laughs> Jameis Winston awareness negative. <laughs> negative. <Right. laughs> oh man! You pull up, oh. on, you pull up to uh, to a grocery store with Jameis Winston and Grand Theft Auto and police standing outside waiting for him, like. Automatic four stars. <laughs> right. Try some. <laughs> four star rating just for pulling into the parking lot. <laughs> Helicopters all around the store and jump. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. See what happens when we, we talk about, we start talking about gaming. It just gets into, just evolves into, into other stuff. But <laughs> I think we're all in agreement. We, I think maybe we can see them a little bit higher. Um, but hey, the 82 is, is definitely an improvement and we'll see what the final ratings are when the game comes out in august which holy crap is very soon that's, that's really soon which means that's closer to red dead redemption um i'm about to say anybody got a pre-orders i don't uh i put five down at gamestop for red dead which means i'll just pre-order it from amazon but um <laughs> can we talk about how right about this time i'd be getting really hyped to go pick up ncaa football Oh, boy. That, that's, man, that, that's, we could do a whole podcast on that, bro. Like, I'd be sitting right here, One like, day. all right, <laughs> I get to go get Florida State with Willie Taggart. I'm finna light everybody up real quick. Man, putting, um, just importing those players in and, like, and, and getting to see them, like, continue their careers, like. Yes. And also, I just got, I just got really obsessed with recruiting when, um, in the very last, the most recent, uh, NCAA game, I think it was 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I got way into recruiting and like I I was I pretty much was like the Jaguars. I had like 19 players all at the same position, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I took like Air Force and turned it into a powerhouse. <laughs> I mean, I made I made I put Texas in its rightful spot top college football. So <laughs> Man, okay. it's like $45 for that game still. Like I have a 360 now and I it's like $40 for that game still. Which it's makes valuable. sense. It's valuable. Yeah. Man. Yep. Yeah, shout out to Ed O'Bannon. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, gaming podcast might be coming soon because uh, we 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 made a lot of content from that one conversation. 
Yeah, man. If we can figure out, if I can figure out how to, you know, work out all the kinks with the Wait For It podcast, then, you know, we can do it over there. Yeah, speaking of which, when, when are you going to let us come on, huh? Where's the love? <laughs> well, considering that me and Eric, that I had to move to Florida in order for me and Eric to do it without any kind of technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> Have to figure well, that out first, and then we'll go from there. I mean, we run this podcast with no tech. We we got you, man. We got yeah, you. But because Jay I'm a, has the, that's, Jay has a Mac, an iMac. That's because I'm a very Erica good engineer with, and producer. That's why me and me and Eric are working with two crappy PCs. You know, don't break <laughs> your hand patting yourself on the back there, Jay. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we just get Jay and we just do it one day. It's that simple. We we wait for you to record this podcast. You can't wait for us for the wait for it podcast. <laughs> I mean, we didn't. Have, we haven't done anything gaming yet, but we can do like an E3 one. I tell you what, bro, ship me a contract. All right, you know how you you know how I operate. We we talked about this before. Ship me a contract. Email it. What? However you see fit. If you want a producer, you know what I'm saying. I will gladly produce it, guys. I just want to give a special shout out to Jay, who actually won us a game of Fortnite the other night. The very first, <laughs> very first game we won because of him. So yes, normally moment. we lose games because of me. Okay, but uh, yeah, I, I hung in there and shotgun somebody to death. So you know, I'll shot- just say this: I saw Jay like fall down the hill, and I was like, <sighs> I was just waiting. For this. <laughs> I was just waiting for the second place green to, to pop up, and then, and then and a the headshot royale came up. <laughs> I was like, okay. When I fell down the hill, I was like, well, nine times out of ten, I'm probably dead. So I'm gonna just like just aim for the head, bro. Headshots all the way through that thing, man. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, yeah, we'll definitely um, we'll do a little branching off, and like I said, we'll we'll have you guys on the way for a podcast, which Bow <clears throat> City Radio uh, <clears throat> is on iTunes. By the way, now you guys like, share, and subscribe. So yeah. y'all ain't hear that. <laughs> All right. Well, this has gone, you know, places we didn't expect it to, like normal. Um, <laughs> that's because we are the most entertaining Jaguars podcast out there, and uh, we're always, always delivering you guys tons of content. So, but that is it for this episode, guys. And um, got into a lot. We still we had a lot of topics we had to cut out. So we'll we'll probably do another one later this week. So we got. Tons of things to, to talk to you guys about. Make sure you stay tuned to the Jaguars Wire. Um, and that's via USA Today for all the up-to-date Jaguars news. I have relocated back to Jacksonville. So hopefully, though, I'll be able to to uh, deliver you guys uh, some content. Jay and, I have, Jay and I have talked about some special projects that I want to get started on here now that I'm back in town. And, of course, we'll hope. Uh, I'm sure the crew will get together for a couple games this year. So I'll we'll have to make sure that everybody... Everybody gets down here, and the Jaguars wire will be will be united, one united front. So, gentlemen, uh, why don't you guys go ahead and you know talk about any kind of projects you're working on, and where can everybody find you? Yeah, Total wait, that's it. <laughs> we got nothing else. That was all. That was all the. That was all the topics. What? We got nothing else. What? <laughs> yeah, we we did forget one that we got, but we like I said, man, we <laughs> we talked so long, man. We we gonna have to cut it up. What, what is this? There's only four music? here. What is this? A good or music three. album release? Wasn't what, it? Wasn't the, we supposed to do the Dante Fowler? Oh yeah, you, you didn't put yeah, it in here. Yeah. Oh okay, that was on we, me. We talk about it. I mean, <laughs> you try to make this like a good music release where it's like seven songs and we're out. <laughs> and you get twenty one minutes. We gotta go. <laughs> this is a Kanye rollout. Come oh, on! Oh wow. Y'all want to? Like, you want to talk about the Dante Fowler? One? Yeah, this is like a nineteen nineties <laughs> Cash Money album. <laughs> <laughs> 
you better get an hour and 25 minutes worth of music. Like 500 about, Degrees by Lil Wayne. <laughs> and only about half of it will be worth it. Wow. But you're going to get it, okay? I'm the number one stunner. What, what, All right, guys. What? Well, flip <laughs> flipping set over to side two because we have a little bit more to talk to you about. I've been a good music me. As soon as I brag about being a good producer, I leave off something on the outline. Let me uh, pull this up here. So.